Ciao. You're listening to EdUp Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Pepicello, former president of University of Phoenix and higher ed vagabond. So let's get started. You know, podcastees, there are several paradoxes in higher ed that have me mumbling or shouting, no comprendo. Now, I've talked about some of these in previous episodes. Uh, For instance, I don't get why access to Title IV financial aid is so difficult or why institutions and accreditors impede the transfer of credits from one institution to another. In short, I wonder why higher education can't get out of its own way sometimes. And I think maybe it's because it loses focus on what really matters. That would be students. Now, another example of this type of inelegance recently reared its ugly head. And it's something that could be easily addressed if the higher education community could just learn to play nice. And that is the issue of duplicative programs. Now, this is not a new issue, but it got highlighted um, by this snafu. The University of Maryland Eastern Shore, a historically black university, and the University of Maryland Baltimore are contesting a new physical therapy doctoral program proposed by the Johns Hopkins University, arguing that it duplicates programs they already offer. Now, this comes on the heels of Towson University withdrawing a business analytics doctoral program that was opposed by Morgan State University for duplicating one of its programs. Now, Towson leaders argued that the program wasn't duplicative of the HBCU's offerings, and they're going to resubmit their proposal. Now, these two conflicts are emblematic of a long history of conflicts between institutions in the state, and particularly HBCUs and once predominantly white institutions over duplicative academic programs. But these conflicts are emblematic of really much more. They represent a growing trend in which institutions are competing for students while simultaneously protecting their turf. Now, the turf wars are varied and intense. Community colleges are at war with state institutions and vice versa. Smaller colleges are at war with larger brand name universities, and the competition often bleeds across state lines. Now, all of this harkens back to one of my recent episodes where I talk about marketing and competition, and it's another example of how higher ed suffers from tunnel vision in focusing on institutional priorities at the expense of serving students. So let's start with a more common occurrence of this situation. In over 20 states, and I have some experience with Arizona, Florida, and California, Community colleges are embroiled in struggles with four-year institutions over the offering of bachelor-level programs. State legislators have established different uh, bounds that community college programs can operate within to offer bachelor programs in states. Now, the most common degrees being granted by the community colleges are in business, healthcare professions, and education, and most are bachelors of applied science degrees not Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Sciences, which are more commonly offered at the four-year colleges. So what's the deal? Well, four-year publics claim that the programs being offered by the community colleges are unnecessary and are a drain on enrollments at those universities. Community colleges respond by saying, and the New America Think Tank found, that many community college 
bachelor's degrees are designed to meet the needs of local workforce and in fact do not duplicate programs offered at nearby state colleges. So here are the issues. First, community college programs are often focused on local workforce needs. Community colleges are often more nimble than four-year institutions at developing and modifying degree programs and may be better positioned to respond to a changing workforce, especially in high demand fields. Further, two-year institutions have collaborative relationships with local businesses frequently that allow ongoing communication related to you know, the ebb and flow of local workforce needs. Now, typically the workforce demands are driven by degrees in applied sciences, business, education, and technical fields, which nearby four-year campuses may not offer. Now, the applied degrees are typically more career-oriented and may focus less on general education course requirements. Now, second, community colleges often provide more affordable degrees than four-year institutions. We all know this. Average tuition and fees at community colleges typically are lower than at most four-year institutions, which can help address barriers that students may face related to cost, financial aid, and loan debt. Therefore, students may pay and borrow less for their full program than at a four-year institution. Now further, some states' policies are intended to serve students living in areas without a nearby four-year institution, or ones that do not offer particular bachelor's programs and individuals who are not in a position to uproot their lives and relocate. Now, some recent studies show that 35 or 40 million individuals across America live in what are called education deserts with no or only one broad access college nearby. And further, these community college bachelor's policies often are designed to expand access to low-income first-generation or older students. Now, many of these students work full-time, have childcare needs, attend college part-time, or face other life circumstances. And we all know the story um, that require flexibility and services that some four-year institutions just can't provide. Now, lastly, the bachelor's programs at community colleges can provide a seamless transition for students who started a community college and therefore do not have to transfer to a four-year institution possibly at the risk of losing credits back to the, the transfer issue. Now, the counter argument to all this runs thusly. Critics of community college bachelor's degrees warn of mission drift into the domain traditionally held by four-year institutions. They contend that community colleges that continue to focus on their core purpose of offering associate degrees and certificates and preparing students to transfer to the four-year campuses. Yeah, those second-class institutions need to know their place and stay in their lane. After all, that's best for what's the students, right? 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 And of course, competition with nearby public four-year campuses for students, faculty, and state funding continues to be a primary concern as more community colleges offer some bachelor's programs. Yep, once again, it's all about the money, folks. And a related concern is the disruption of existing partnerships between community colleges and local four-year institutions, 
that expand program offerings or provide transfer and articulation agreements to help students pursue a bachelor's degree. Once again, you got to know your place, little colleges. You are part of the food chain. Now, if the pragmatic realities of this situation aren't convincing enough, let's try to be empathetic with the poor community college plight. Because you know, the whole process of community colleges being approved for bachelor degrees can be very onerous. There were always state hearings to be contended with where the community colleges must make the case that they're not harming four-year institutions. And typically, community colleges must attain regional accreditation for the four-year programs, a process that can be time-consuming and expensive. The colleges may have to hire faculty or maybe raise salaries for existing faculty. And students may have, or institutions may have to upgrade facilities to meet the demands and requirements of bachelor's programs. Now, there are concerns that these potential additional expenses might raise the overall cost for attending community colleges. And some stakeholders also question whether community colleges have the capacity and resources to offer bachelor's degrees of high quality that will be accepted by employers and graduate schools. Hmm, I thought accreditation would take care of that, if I recall. Anyway, the four-year publics, uh, for better or worse, have a strong stash of these what-ifs to throw in the way of community colleges. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. The solution here? Well, how about this? How about cooperation and division of labor in higher education? After all, there are enough students to go around, right? Oh, not? Hmm, maybe this is the crux of the whole mess. Just saying, folks. But then we have institutions like the ones in Maryland, where one or more institutions claim that another or more is impinging on its academic turf. Now, in these instances, the arguments uh, are more along the lines of cannibalism and victimization within the higher ed family. And this problem often bleeds across state lines as we see schools, particularly here in the Southwest where I am, devise clever marketing strategies to compete for students. The territory being disputed is, as I said, more programmatic than degree level but the basic issue is similar to the community college situation, money. And the solution is similar to that situation. Higher ed needs to figure out an equitable division of labor that can maximize student services and institutional viability. Now that's a great idea, another great idea, Bill. But it would require higher ed to rethink its structure. Now we currently see basic categories in the structure like publics, privates, two-year, four-year, liberal arts, technical, research institutions, and so on and so on. And these are further filtered in ways that include single-sex institutions, mission-specific institutions like HBCUs, um, Hispanic-serving ins institutions, and religious-affiliated schools. Well, you know, maybe it's time to rethink these classifications in ways that will align better 
with students and with society. You know, if higher education could restructure and dare I say streamline itself along these lines, we might find that its impact would be more effectual on society. Problems like duplicative programs and transfer credits would just fall away because they don't need to be there. You know, John Sperling, the founder of University of Phoenix, once said, if you do the right thing for the students, the rest will fall into place. You know, it, whether you agree with that or not, it seems like maybe we lost sight of the role of students somewhere along the way. So think about it, podcastees. And with that, I'll invite you to tune in to the next exciting episode. Ciao.